I haven't seen you since the play. Yahoo! Well, you know, look at that cast and tell me a bunch of people didn't accidentally let that autoplay on Netflix a couple times. Um, but a story that I heard about John Malkovich on the set of Space Force that I think is very funny is that, like, he did one take of a scene that wasn't very good. And the director was like, you want to try it again? And he's like, there's no way to make the script funny. <laughs> which, which is uh, fucking uh, uh, devastating. Yeah, dog. Well, that's John Malkovich. He does not. Does not give a shit, uh, yeah, especially incredible. about Space Force. Uh, he came back, though. He came back. He's in the trailer for season two. So maybe they have a better writer. I'm going to go to IMDb right him now. an insurmountable amount of money. Or well, he, he signed he on for uh, multiple seasons in advance. Ooh. Yeah, sure. I thought Space Force was canceled, though. So, like, eh. but also, But also, yeah, there's a chance that, like... It was too much fun hanging out with the people he's making this show with. That he doesn't give a fuck if the, That's also the so script real. is terrible. Like, you've watched the Kevin James movies. Mm. None of them think they've written good scripts. Kevin James. No one is disillusioned by the fact that, like, Kevin James, Adam Sandler, David Spade, they're David all Spade. in a movie. David Spader. No one's, no yeah. one's disillusioned by the fact, it's Spade, that those scripts are good. Because they're not. But they have fun, and they keep fucking making them. So, like, eh. if it pays a yeah, lot of money, I think we are uh, forgetting do. about yeah. the the also, all important the uh, check clearing <laughs> uh, 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 section of making a lot of uh, movies <laughs> yeah. and television, uh, where instead of you know uh, attributing quality, attributing artistic intent, uh, they instead ask uh, how much money. Oh, great! Okay, great. Yes, I will be back for. It. Space Force Season 2. Right. And now I only made it through one episode of Space Force Season 1. I th I imagine John Malkovich is maybe locked into a very limited scenes per episode ratio. I You know, I, th I think maybe a judicious screen time use of, uh, <laughs> of John Malkovich. I have to imagine. I have to imagine they have Ben Schwartz more than they have John Malkovich. Do you, do you know what I mean? You'd think. Uh, I'm not. I'm not casting aspersions. You know, if you, you think, enjoy yeah. uh, the television show Space Force, you know, more yeah. more power to you. Um, but I did not. You know what I mean? So I didn't hate so it. There. I watched you it all the way through. So there. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I watched it all the way through. There were times where I was like, eh. but we've. If anything has been made extremely clear to our listeners listening to this podcast, it's that I'll kind of watch anything and deal with it. This is. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? This is okay. What was the movie that, Kev, what was the movie that I talked about? And you were like, it's all right. And I, then, Jace, you were going to watch. And I was like, you'll, it, you'll like it. And then you commented like, it was the Sonic. next day and we're like, it was, it was Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, which, it was Sonic uh, the Hedgehog. I on could the record, not watch it. Uh, I definitely uh, think Sonic the Hedgehog 1 is a big old stinky pile of doo-doo. Um, I just did not, I did not want the slander of me thinking it was all right <laughs> to, uh, to continue on. Um... But no, oh, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a circumstance. <laughs> Jim Carrey fucking eats that whole movie. I love it. It's great. 
Daddy House, there is, you know, uh, I would like to remind you that dad brain affects millions of people nationwide. And I'm about to disconnect from this call. (laughs) Listen, you and and what I what I mean is this. If you as a father are exposed to a lot of, say, Paw Patrol, say, Beat Bug, you know, all the Lady Bug, all these all these shows that are for Coco Melon, Melon, all these little tiny baby nonsense shows that could not possibly have merit to an adult and then you watch sonic and you're like beats the shit out of beat bugs <laughs> beats, sonic kicks no, coco melons so ass so like the scale is different Fucking ouch. right basically kev was like if you have kids stop back no like, that's not what i'm right. saying i'm yeah. like i'm ta- if you have children sh- your taste is so deeply skewed you can't possibly have a relevant opinion. When everything tastes like shit, then sometimes it doesn't taste as much uh, like shit. I mean, it's, listen, it's, one of, it's, it's, scale is relative. When the world okay? is dirt, sometimes a shitty lollipop tastes Context like matters. Your heaven. experience is different than everybody else's experience. Um, and listen, I've just, I've, I've, I'm too much on Twitter.com and I've seen too many times where someone with like an Aaron Taylor Johnson Quicksilver avatar watches like one movie for adults and it like melts their entire brain. You know what I mean? Like I'm just, yeah, it's like the film. It's like the kid I met at a coffee shop in St. Charles who said he studies film and then continued. It was a conversation my grandmother and I were having about her literal art down the street at a literal Mm -hmm. art gallery. That was whatever. And he was like, Oh, I'm an artist. Red flag folks. Never, never talk to anybody who starts with, I'm I'm an artist because that's not, that's not how that works. And then he said, I, I also uh, uh, study film. And we were like, oh, nobody asked. And then he was <laughs> like, uh, I, I was recently watching, um, oh, my God, uh, what was the movie? Uh, Annie? <laughs> no. Little Princess. Little, little princess. princess. And he wanted to get into little princess the, like. Princess the Little Prince? Little Princess. He wanted to get into the, uh, the film industry merit. What? The cinema, cinema historical merits of the Little Princess, what? and um, I, my grandma was a very kind and mild-mannered woman. Um, I've never seen someone try harder not to take all of the coffee in their mouth and rapidly <laughs> redeposit it back into the cup. Um, she wow. was like, mm. <laughs> like, you know, but like, hey, um, if you if you've spent your entire life in the shallow end of the pool. This the six foot pool feels like the the fucking San, San Marianas trench, you know, like it, it really like once oh, you, if yeah, you, sure. if you have only done like blockbuster movies for children, then you watch one that has like a theme and you're like, what the fuck is this? What's going on? What do you mean? There's like a theme. A theme. What are you talking about? What is this? A character arc? What's happening? Yeah. What's going on? What is, what right, is when is the point in this right movie now? where they bring in a bunch of characters from other movies and I go, ooh, when does that happen in this? It doesn't happen? What are you talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean it doesn't happen? Yeah. What do you mean they're not going to like CGI Luke Skywalker into this? What do you mean? Why? What do you? Oh, God. Do you want to talk about it a little bit? I do love you, Do you want to talk about a little bit? bit? Are we talking about the AI <sighs> voice? Uh, I love everything about the book of Boba Fett, even the like cheesy, corny, bad first few mm. episodes, 
where you realize Tamura Morrison is much better under a helmet. Morrison? Tamura Morrison is better under a helmet than he is without a helmet, and that the script isn't that great, and the action scenes aren't that... It's still campy, corny, cheesy, Boba Fett's a crime lord, and I love it. It's fine. I'm here to watch Star Wars, and honestly, the more Star Wars there is, the more we can be okay with some of it being <laughs> shit. Just like Star Wars has so much, or Star Trek has so much shit that people are like, that show's just not for me. For some reason, Star Wars fans feel like they have to possess every bit of content that comes out. If you don't like it, fuck off. It's fine. Um, but let me tell you, I was emotionally impacted by the reappearance. Spoilers, if you haven't watched the last two episodes. I, won't I have into, not. I won't get into actual events. Okay. I was, I was uh, emotionally impacted by the reappearance of the of the Luke boy. Um, they did a much better job of representing him in this season than they did at the finale of last season of Mandalorian. But I was midway through the episode he's in when I was like, boy, his voice is kind of emotionless. And then it comes out fucking two days later that it's because they didn't get Mark Hamill, a dude who's known. Not like, oh, you can do that? A dude who's known for voice acting. They didn't let him do it. They took hours of archival recordings from the fucking 70s and 80s and fed it to a machine and said, mm. talk like Luke, and they went, okay, and tried. I would um, bet you it was because it was cheaper to do that than to hire him for the studio is, for even they, a day. Jace, Jace, they credit him as Luke. So, the, so the here's what it is. It is, this is... Yeah, but a credit is not the same thing as paying him for studio Well, time. The, the, the Actors Guild would say otherwise. Like, he did get paid for what happened there. I don't know if it's the same rate because he didn't contribute any actual lines which is so Jason which is just Disney. absolutely bananas but like i don't know let's throwing out that this is like one of the most disgusting <laughs> moral things that's happened in film in a long long time right let's let's start that out this is the 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 logical next step of what most corporate media and disney in particular has always tried to do which is de-emphasize the input of any one creative force onto any particular piece of art what like they what they want you to believe that what matters is the iconography right like mark hamill doesn't actually bring anything to luke skywalker according to the disney corporation Luke Skywalker is an entity that we are tapping into, and that is what matter, and that is what like you see like it, it's this mm. is the next logical step from selling famous famous comic book covers as posters, but removing the artist's signature, which all the major corporations do. This is the which is like okay, this art mm-hmm. exists; it was never created by a person, right? Like this is a product of Disney, not a product of you know the the pencil of Jamie McKelvey. Right, the, mm-hmm. this is the right. next logical step, and you know, the, with all the de aging shit, this is just their increased attempt to really remove <laughs> actors from the process, right? And and the 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 mm-hmm. assembly line way that Marvel and Star Wars in particular are made now, they're just the biggest examples because they're the biggest things that have ever existed. But like. They're also both owned by Disney. They're also both owned by Disney. So, like, the the incredibly de-emphasized role of writers or directors or whoever in these projects 
this is leading like this this is where we're trying to get to we are trying to get to that headline that was like warner brothers will attempt to create films entirely by algorithm soon you know we will decide what <laughs> movies will get made by literally punching it into an algorithm um wait that's like yeah i've seen that yeah, yeah like that is this is all the next logical step but also this is the only scene from the boba fett show that i watched and the sequence where he's running with the little baby yoda on his back is mm-hmm. maybe one of the five worst Whoa. things I've ever seen. Like, it's it's really bad. Like, the way that we never see anyone's face, the way that, like, Luke is like, I am a Jedi. <laughs> Hello, baby girl. Boo. Um, like the, the editing, the way he does the exact flip from Empire Strikes Back so someone in the audience can, like, Leo DiCaprio point at the screen. It was really bad, y'all. It was very... I was... I've not seen it yet. That's really disappointing, because, like, Mandalorian fucking rocked. Hey, um, I loved it. So. Hey, listen. Enjoy. I No, I honestly don't no, think okay. that it's a bad thing to be impacted by, like, references to shit that have really, like, strong memories. Like, yeah, it's nostalgia, and is it banking on nostalgia? Maybe, but, like, I also trust that, like, John Favreau and Dave Filoni know what they're doing and are good at writing and telling stories. They have been. Mandalorian 1 and 2 fucking rule. And so, like, when I see things that are references to things that I remember watching as a kid, I'm like, fuck yeah. And I understand, like, if you don't have that attachment to it, then, like, it's like, oh, look, they did a thing. So, but that's fine. That's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I also was super like, why does he sound like he's reading his lines on In the a toilet? fucking You know, train? like, he's not, like, he's barely looking at it. Like, he's reading lines while doing his taxes, yeah, you know? <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> He's trying to avoid sneezes on a commuter right. train. And <laughs> I am, I am not on? inherently against, like, a bump of nostalgia, right? Because, like, we can point to any number of things where that has affected me, right? But, like, yeah. it, in my personal opinion, these, um, you know, uh, uh, Marvel and Star Wars, obviously, but also it's like, you know, that fucking Space Jam movie or the, you know, new Spider-Man. Like, <laughs> it's the only trick they're interested in using now. I feel like this this Ready Player Oneification of all big movies is like, it's now their only trick. And like, the incredible success of the new Spider-Man movie is only going to enhance that. Is only going mm-hmm. to encourage people to like, I can Warner Brothers is behind the scenes right now is like we need to get all the Batman back now. <laughs> you know, like there it's it's exactly and you know the the DC TV shows did that a little bit with like one of their crisis things where they brought in like Brandon Routh Superman and and all these other past heroes, you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth they kind of take like all of their contents and try to be like, "See, look, we did the first true multiverse." How unfortunate is it that, like, comic books have been doing that for decades, and now that movies are getting to it, everyone's just now upset by it? Well... Like, the multiverse isn't a new concept. And so, like, yeah, of course DC's doing it. Of course Marvel's doing it. Uh, Of course they did it on the CW first because it was cheaper. Right, Um, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I don't... don't I mean, I get it. Like, it, as a ter- in terms of marketing and and, pro- and profiting off of nostalgia, like, they're definitely bludgeons, one hundred percent. But also, like, when this when Mar- when the MCU started, I was like, 
Oh, what if we get into some weird multiverse shit? Because I was a fucking nerd. And so, like, how much is the, the, the current situation both, like, the unfortunate victim of the circumstance of capitalism and also, like, the coolest shit ever because you read these comics 20 years ago, you know? it's It sucks because they're mixed. I think they're very mixed. I mean, I totally see what you're saying. I, I kind of, I don't know. I think it's just superhero movies are really in right now, and so all the superhero themes are becoming, like, comic book movies are now in. And so comic book themes are now bigger. And now we're getting, yeah. like, there's an entire wave of how many TV shows about superheroes that are basically just, like, satires of superheroes and capitalism. Like, it's just the zeitgeist right now. So these, these you know, yeah. it's but it is at the it's same our, time, it also feels redundant because it feels disingenuous. It's like people are trying to make all these pieces that fit into, like, oh, well, multiverses are really hot right now. So let's do it as opposed to like, hey, here's a really good multiversal story, you know? Well, yes, like See, that is the operative point. I am not like, against... uh, like Into the Spider-Verse 2 is coming out and I could not be more fucking hyped for it, right? But yeah, sure. doing uh, another piece in like the Snyderverse, the DC movies, whatever, I'm like, I don't... <laughs> I, I don't really, whatever I don't know what to call right. it but you know what I mean like no I no no you weren't wrong I just no, felt like but it that also name. I think uh, <laughs> I am uh, I think there are opinions being attributed to me that aren't necessary I'm not against like the concept of a multiverse I'm I'm not against like no, no, the, yeah. the occasional like yeah. wink and a nod and you know there are I I there are plenty of good comic books that have used multiverses there's plenty of the worst comic books you've ever read that have you like it's about how you use it but like me personally i guess you know i cannot speak universally but like i just feel like it's the only trick any of these guys have right now it's the old is like look and you know i'm just like oh great you know i grew up on sam raimi spider-man but like you bringing those guys back doesn't really mean anything to me. Uh, or, or, uh, no, or you know, there are any number of X examples. Because the Star Wars ones really don't mean anything to me. But, like, that's fine. You know, whatever. Um, but it's like, oh, okay, this show about... Them, so I wish they I don't care about Boba Fett. Video. But, like, this whole show about Boba Fett <laughs> is just going to have, like, a whole episode that's like, look at all these characters from a different Star Wars cartoon show. Um, it's just, it's, it's impressive to me to the degree to which these Star Wars shows are making sure I never watch them. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'm honestly thankful <laughs> for the work they are doing, saying like, Kevin, this isn't for you. And I'm like, thank you, Dave. And I shake Dave Filoni's hand and we, and we part ways. Dave Filoni? That's the Star Wars guy. Mm -hmm. He's Kevin mm -hmm. Feige for Star Wars television. Oh. Basically. Oh, gross. Would be how I would, Caleb, is that, is that somewhat accurate? Yeah, yeah, I mean, he did the Clone Wars show, um, which incorporated and, and then, like, used a lot of the books and other things written about Star Wars into one place. And then, um, yeah, he uh, he's the reason why Mando uh, happened. There's a really fun episode of um, Chef Show, which is Jon Favreau going around and, like, mm -hmm. making food with people up in the pastiche of the, sh the movie. Mm -hmm. Um where they go to the Skywalker ranch mm -hmm. and Filoni's they like Filoni's there. <laughs> Filoni like is like I'm working on a project that actually we need to talk about. 
And Favreau's like, oh, yeah? And, like, this is two years before Mando. So you watch it now and you're like, oh. That was them being like, hey, remember that thing I said we should do? We should do that. Synergy. Um, Speaking of synergy. But, yeah, Dave Filoni's... Dave Filoni, like, went, grew, not grew up. He was brought up in the Skywalker, in the Lucasfilm system, mm-hmm. essentially by George Lucas. Right. Like, he and George Lucas are very close friends, and, like, he learned a lot under George. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, yeah, kind of taking the torch and taking it, carrying it on. Hmm. Sorry, go on, Kev. No, I didn't want to cut it's you just, off again. It, this is, of course, Advanced Media Studies, a podcast where we aim to talk about every piece of <laughs> oh pop culture ever created Whoa. one uh, week at a time. Uh, welcome to the onset of our new mini series, our Mythic Pod Quest, where we uh, explore Apple <laughs> TV Plus's Mythic Quest one or two episodes at a time. Uh, I mm-hmm. am one of your hosts, TV's Kevin Lanigan, uh, but I am also a nubile and young wood nympho with a fascinating backstory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, shoot. Hey, everybody. I'm Jace. I use they, them pronouns, and, um, I, yeah, I'm a shovel. I'm a shovel. I'm a shovel. I'm a shovel. I'm a sexy. I'm a shovel, damn it. <laughs> Damn you. Damn you. Did I damn steal you. yours? I'm sorry. No, you did. It's fine. I'm uh, Caleb, the third host, the daddy host, the host with the mostest <laughs> kids. And um, <laughs> it, I once won a Nebula Award in the 70s. Yeah. Nice. You did. Nice. You did, actually. Uh, but we yeah. found you uh, making rotisserie chickens at a Ren Fair. And that is an <laughs> award still, still award winning. winning. Uh, my my uh, backup was if you would like to call me baby, just go on it now. <laughs> I just realized I should have done the to find out who I am. You must first understand where I came from. Let me tell. And then she's like, "No, my fucking no backstory." Um, Amazing. Amazing. Anyway, I love this show. Um, I fucking good love this show. show. But before we dive into Mythic Quest for real, for real, uh, everyone get sports fans. It's time to check in with uh, sports. Oh, <laughs> right, race All right, right sports fans. It's time to check in sports with fans. Media Madness 20. Yeah, Sorry, no, that was good. I'm glad. I'm glad you uh, pulled that up. Uh, we the first week of Media Madness has come to a close um, with uh, three. You've discovered how much our fans don't give a three fuck about what I matches like. decided. <laughs> one match in progress. Uh, let's 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 run through the first week of events, shall we? Let's do it. All right, the first matchup: um, the Hoffice. Versus the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, 126 votes tabulated. Um, The Office, uh, 25.4%. Absolutely stomped by the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Just... What a... My own uncle. My own uncle. My own uncle did the Tired V Wired meme on he this betray you and he picked the other you. one um in front of yeah. god and everyone office tired hitchhiker's guide wired i would watch that i was like you bitch. son of a bitch, <laughs> son of a, bitch. <laughs> uh, a2 brute you fucking a2 asshole brute. Uh, you know. yeah 
Um, our number one seed knocked out immediately. Um, it's incredible. But also yeah, our, well, by far... What a great day to be a sports fan. What a God. great day to be a sports fan. Uh, by far our most <laughs> voted on competition so far. And I that makes sense because we kind of get into some more niche products here. Um, you, know what, you know what I read from what? that, Kev? Is that people vehemently wanted The Office to lose. Yeah, more than they wanted <laughs> Hitchhikers of, to win. <laughs> I'm okay that, with They're that. like, I don't give a shit what wins. But if the, the office, office is up, you gotta lose. vote against it. Yeah, yeah. Your yeah. horse must lose. Uh, perfect. <laughs> so um, that's a deep cut Simpsons reference for all you Simpsons fans out there. Uh, perfect. Uh, second matchup: um, the comic book Low versus uh, House of X and Powers <sighs> of Ten. Uh, an even uh, worse massacre this time. Low, 20.7%. House of X and Powers of 10, 79.3. Going on to take on the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeehaw. I hope, I hope everyone's happy with themselves. <laughs> Cause, cause I hope everyone's not. happy with <laughs> themselves. The first, time, the first time you did choose correct, I think. The Office is perhaps... A tired choice, but Little Marvel over, over an indie comic? Get fucked. Get yeah, fucked. Hey. <laughs> that's tough. That's, that's, that, that's, that's, I even reached out to Rick Remender. I was like, please tweet this to your copious amounts of followers. And then after I, re- I tweeted with him in it, I looked at his account and he hasn't tweeted anything since like December. And I was like, oh, fuck. He's not going to see this until fucking March. Uh, oh, yeah. No, he's, his Rick Remender is going to log on next. <laughs> February and be like, whoops, sorry. Oops. And he's going to retweet it. It's going to get like 3,000 likes. And I'm going to be like, God damn it. There was time. (laughs) Time enough at last. We were so close. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Um, So that is um, unfortunate. Daddy host, I am sorry. Um, I'm just going to reread all of these things out of spite. (laughs) Right. I mean, that's one of the fun things is that like sometimes there's a lot of these things that like might lose. But I'm like, I, I, you know, whether or not Hitman moves on to the next round, I'm downloading those Hitman games after after this matchup is decided. You know what I mean? If Hitman loses, yeah, I will be downloading the World of Assassination trilogy. Exactly. Right. Um, right, right. So so uh, Hitman better not lose. If this is this coming up before that that matchup? Um, that is the last thing. It is in progress right now. The Hitman matchup, which we will get to. Oh, but there's it is. one more. There's one more that oh, needs to be hang on. Uh, discussed. If, the, if Hitman loses, y'all will have to find a new third. What if it wins? What if it wins and then loses? If it, what's the next matchup following up? Um, it would. Well, let's let's talk about that. So, um, yeah, let's yeah. Uh, the 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 next matchup, uh, uh Broken Earth. Versus the Dark Crystal, our little fantasy uh, series square off. Uh, Dark Crystal, 38.5%. Broken Earth. Moving on to the next round it's, of competition. I'm, disappointed. I'm proud of Dark Crystal for holding on as hard as it did, you know? It held on. You know, a very, like, I maybe the, the thing with Jim Henson's involvement that still flies the most under the radar there's probably like one or two things i'm not thinking of right now but like it it, dark crystal even though it is the thing that got a netflix series is like it doesn't have labyrinths following in the same way it doesn't and it certainly doesn't have you know muppets or sesame street uh energy behind it so that's 
tragic, unfortunately. But, yeah, I but, know. Um, but look, I, that's what I felt like putting up so that's what I put up. And if they didn't like but it, congratulations so the winner, the winner of books. Psychonauts and Assassination and Assassination and Hitman is going to be is going the to go Broken against, Earth trilogy is going yeah it's going to go up against books congratulations to books let's hear it for books everyone uh books made it to, i thought for sure what books was my was what was my what are my what are my fourth and fifth picks um we can i can <laughs> i can pull that up uh rock and roll in but the the contest uh, by the time this episode is uploaded this contest will be done uh, but in progress, as of this recording, Psychonauts versus Hitman, our video game showdown. Uh, oh, yeah. Current standings with uh, 23 votes, Psychonauts 56.5%, Hitman 435 Damn, um, so I wish I didn't know that. The closest competition so far... Um, with, you know, uh, it will, it will close midday on Wednesday. Uh, so daddy host, there's time for you to make some bot accounts <laughs> to, to log some more votes. Have you voted from both of your accounts? You know, these are things to consider. Um, and that will go up against books, books versus video games, classic enemies facing off. Crazy. 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 Um, I can I can uh, remind y'all the rest of the bracket if you want me to. Yeah. Okay. Sure. sure. Yeah. Um, so after video games, we're moving on. Now we're getting into like TV shows, which I think will pick up some of the the voting steam on this a little bit again. Um, after video games, it's what we do in the shadows versus Zach Stone. Oh, I can't uh, wait to see how that comes out. Which will go up against uh, either Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or Steven Universe, our mm. uh, mental health gay musicals. musicals. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, mental then uh, musicals. John Wick Mission Impossible, uh, and then Person of Interest, The Expanse. Um, so there's still it's anybody's ball game. <laughs> Like, John Wick, Mission Impossible, I might have a chance of eking out a victory. But when it comes to fucking person of interest v. The Expanse, two things I want to see win, I just, I'm set up to lose. I'm set up to lose. Hey, that's that's right. It was rigged against you the whole time. You uh, think it's conspiracy. (laughs) Like my life in America. But it's true. Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, It's true. We did it on purpose, and uh, you were none the wiser. And it's very fun. Uh, no, obviously I'm kidding. But uh, that's the first week of Media Madness. Uh, down the down the drain. Down the buckets. And, uh, down the drain. Buckets. Buckets. Uh, and with that underway, let's, ta- let's finally, finally talk about some Mythic Quest, huh? Wowee, look at that. Let's do it. Wowee. Uh, starting with... Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot, directed by David Gordon Green, written by Charlie Day, Megan Gans, and Rob McElhaney. Um, in this episode, uh, uh, we, we, we are introduced to the entire uh, crew at MQ, uh, where we meet uh, Ian Grimm, uh, the egotistical uh, game designer. We meet uh, Poppy Lee, uh, the lead programmer. Uh, what? Uh, David Mosby is his name? The the producer. We meet Brad Brakshi. Uh, we, meet, we meet the whole gang. CW. Uh, everyone everyone uh, is no, there. No, wait. The producer is Brittlesby. Brittlesby. Oh, Brittlesby. Right. Because David Hornsby is his actual name. Right. <laughs> um, 
Anyway, uh, and we're, we're introduced to the whole gang, and everyone picks sides in a, a big feud over uh, the design of a shovel uh, as they are introducing a new expansion to Mythic Quest. Mythic Quest... I guess, Caleb, would you say it's, like, closely analogous to World of Warcraft? That is the kind of closest, game... Closest, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, the closest, the closest yeah. analog that we are getting. Um, yeah. and it's we, certainly an MMO. Yeah, big MMO, and we are expanding with... Uh, uh, and everyone is vying uh, to get the opinions of a little uh, streamer... year old piece of shit. Pootie Shoe. Um, who I hate, <laughs> but it's, it is what it is. I, he is supposed I to be that, annoying. I love that Brad's multiple times like, yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Just like <laughs> we know. Much they call this kid a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, I love him. They just were, they just keep, they're like, oh, this kid fucking sucks. But like, we need, we need his approval. We need his opinion. This kid has a lot yep. of sway. Um, I always have this thing, anytime movies or TV try to approximate YouTube or TikTok or streamer culture, it just always comes off as fake mm -hmm. to me. I think it's so impossible to accurately replicate that without it seeming like you are either looking down on it too much or just like failing to replicate like youth slang you know what i mean mm -hmm. uh, sure so so pretty shoe is fine it's it's you know it's very it's very minimal but i'm like this kid has really yeah. nice webcams <laughs> this looks yeah. like professional also, television equipment also uh the show is the show knows i think that um yeah. i think i'm the only one of us who's seen it all the way through mm -hmm. no i've seen yes. everything i've seen it all okay you have, oh, you have not there are, it eventually will make uh amends with the fact that not all streamers are pieces of shit, but it does make the case that, like, the big influencers are all <laughs> fucking skin-deep fucking douchebags and, like... With catchphrases and, and too much uh, <laughs> yeah. graphics and stuff. Hey, listen, I do think M MQ gets it right that, like, most major streamers are just, like, really annoying. I don't know. I guess yeah. this is my... That's where I'm the oldest yeah. man imaginable, where I'm like, you guys watch this? This is, this hurts me. <laughs> yeah. Taking the only time I'm ever on damage. Twitch watching a stream is when I'm, like watching someone with 27 viewers yeah exactly. and they're just like hanging out and talking that yeah. rules some i That's just chill, hanging out with somebody i'll chill in a nerdy bits tv stream i'll chill in my buddy uh, chill, uh chill. kelly harold you know or i'm sorry the keller yeah. b i'll chill in my my low um my mid-tier streamers but when they get up to like that level and it's just, uh, it's too much noise. There's too much happening. Yeah. They have like sound effects that automatically cue. I'm just, I'm, I'm elderly. I'm decrepit at this point. I just, I can't. I'm um, elderly. I'm, I'm fucking elderly. And that's, and that's a-okay. It's really, yeah. it is fine that there are things that are not for me. Um, but they, I think they accurately, uh, uh, portray that. This is a pretty solid pilot. I, something I appreciate about this pilot that I wish more pilots would do is that it barely feels like a pilot. Like, yeah. there's... there's Joe is new to the company, but it's yeah. not as if we are watching the show from Joe's perspective, because I think there's a... The, most pilots would have, like, oh, we're following Poppy Lee as she is new to the company and, like, is learning all... And I'm so glad that this pilot really just feels like an episode. I wish more shows would just yeah. do that. Yeah, there's very minimal, like, here's who you should know and why they're important. And a lot more like, oh, we're just catching up with this like thing that's in progress. They also don't like 
start the show with the beginning of a project to start uh, yeah with we're not like launching the, mq like mq is well right. established i really it's well established they're trying to finish a thing in the first episode um yeah it's interesting i don't know if that's the result of like them knowing their audience and kind of knowing who was going to come to it or if it's I don't I mean that sounds like I'm writing off the fact that there are people who are just good writers. That's not what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, but like I think no, that it no may be afforded the privilege of like this is a video this is a show about video games mostly funded by a video game company. Right? Uh-huh. Um and that like the people I know that watched it all play video games. So when they start the show and they're talking about video games and acting like you know what they're talking about, I love it. There's a few times they're like, for those noobs out there, like, Pootie Shoe's like, for noobs out there, and like, tells you what a thing is. What and an then, NPC like you said, is, right? Joe, yeah, Joe getting the the tour that's just like the fast and sleazy version of how games work. It's great. Yeah. I love it. It it's, rules. It's very efficient. I think, obviously, you have, um, you have Megan Gans, who's now at this point, like, uh, after she leaves Community, she tries to get a couple of her own shows started and they don't go, which is unfortunate. Um, but then she becomes, she, she starts working on Sunny. She's always been a big, it's always Sunny fan. Um, and obviously she ingratiates herself with that group, um, heavily. Like she is, she is the showrunner of it's always Sunny at this point. She's the co-creator of this show. Um, like not, she is, and, and, uh, the Sunny folks are big community fans um and yeah, and you can find interviews where they say that there are also like once you get to sunny like season seven or eight you can see that they have started watching community in a way that <laughs> is almost like undefinable but like yeah. no they're doing more like meta shit they're doing more like genre shit like they're like at, there isn't a certain point where you could almost like dip the stick in the pool and be like, oh, these guys have started watching Community. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 very all right. Who peed? <laughs> who who peed? <laughs> um, who shit the bed? A famous. Uh, it's always sunny episode. Um, and uh, so so Megan comes in, and she's obviously a great writer. And it, it's been a while since I've watched the It's Always Sunny pilot. They also don't really do like an introductory pilot. At, to that show no. really because the first episode <laughs> no, is don't. called like the gang gets the racist. gang goes the gang goes racist <laughs> yeah yep. exactly and so like we we walk into sunny and like the four because danny devito doesn't come in until season two so like the four people they're already childhood friends they already all work at the same bar and we kind of just sink into the dynamic it's a it's a it's a choice that i like <laughs> i very yeah, very 100%. much appreciate um, that choice for the shows that they're doing, which don't need that over-expository um, thing. Yeah. And I think if there's a there's a thing where, like, well, Apple TV Plus, I think, allows a lot of creative freedom that um, a lot of other other places don't. Sure. And I, um, but also, like, inverse to that, the pilot of It's Always Sunny was produced independently for two hundred American dollars. <laughs> Um, yep. so no one told them that they had to do like a big introductory expository pilot. It's like, I don't know. It's a mm -hmm. bunch of people work at the bar. It's the lowest concept show imaginable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Yeah. So it's, it's good. It's a lot of fun. I'm glad to have, uh, Danny Pooty back in our podcasting lives. Uh, yeah. playing a very I'm really character. glad Abed got that gig, uh, on a show about games. About games. He got it. Yep. Congratulations. Yep. 
to Abed. This character is played by Abed. This character is not played by Danny Pudi. This is Abed acting as... Danny Pudi is an Abed character, is what we're trying to Yes, say. that's correct. Yes. Abed is the real person. <laughs> Danny Pudi yes. is a construct. Um, it's a real uh, Jeffrey character Wheaties type uh, situation. There, there are three people in the audience who just went, oh... <laughs> it's a real Denzel Washington Russell Crowe VR movie. What? Kind of what is happening? Virtuosity, baby. There it is. <laughs> Virtuosity, baby. Uh, Jeffrey Character Wheaties is, of course, the actor who plays Jason Manzukis in the Comedy Bang Bang universe. Jason Manzukis is a character in the Comedy Bang Bang universe, and he is played by an actor named Jeffrey Character Wheaties. Um, <laughs> So that's three people loved what I did. <laughs> they loved that reference. Um, it's it's hey, you gotta cater to your audience. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this is nothing if not a niche uh, fucking enterprise. Uh, who yes. else do we got? We are bre- She doesn't really get more to do until the second episode. But my favorite character on the show is Joe, uh, <laughs> D- David's assistant. Uh, Holy she shit with that fucking kills me she's so she's incredible, fucking dude. funny the way she just like lusts after power and like <laughs> how she is like a take no prisoners like she will kill anyone who gets in their way she's so so best. funny dude I, I the best. love it um, you get uh, yeah <laughs> She's so funny. And everything they advance with that character is... Uh, the the places they take her are fascinating and interesting and beautiful. We also get CW, played by fucking Academy Award winner F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> um, yep. Who I love. Uh, you get me... You get you bring me a sitcom and you bring in one deep voiced guy to say old man to say silly things like one guy with too much profundity to do what he is doing. See also Keith David on Community. See also Andre Brower on Brooklyn Nine Nine. It will See work also for me a hundred percent. Fucking David from The Good Place. Uh, Derek, David, Derek. No, not David. I'm sorry. The 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 main guy, Cheedy. No, the guy that's running everything. Oh. Uh, the guy from Cheers? Ted Danson. I don't Ted remember. Danson. It's been a minute since I've seen the show. Michael. His name is Michael. Michael. Wow. David's not far, okay? <laughs> yeah, they're both biblical names. You were right. You were in the ballpark. You were there. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and you, you get me there. a guy. And you, you get me an there. overqualified dramatic actor on a sitcom. It will, I, I will love it regardless. That is the <laughs> easiest the fucking lay in the world for me. Um, yeah, and, and he's so funny. I love everything they do uh, with CW. Um, you know, he gets into a little like uh, creepy old man stuff sometimes. Um, yep. But whatever. I don't know. It's F. Marie Abraham. I love him. <laughs> but he's a classic guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's the best. Um, I also love how aware of, e- of Ian's bullshit that Poppy is. A hundred percent. She she makes no qualms about how you get like uh, the- <laughs> Joe to like worship Ian, and you get Poppy, who <laughs> just cannot will not abide by his nonsense. Yeah, like the end of the first episode, <laughs> he's like, "Get on up here!" And then Brittlesby's like, "He's talking to you." She's like, "He's talking about the fucking shovel." He's talking about, about the, the shovel. shovel. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. We all get to do our Australian accents for this, and I think that's great. Oh um, no. It's the best. Mine is Roll not good. It. I'm not good at David, Australian. he's talking about the shovel. 
Dinner party. Yeah, we haven't dinner gotten to dinner party. party yet. We haven't gotten to dinner party yet. But that episode rules. I love dinner party. Oh, it's gonna be good. This is a good show. I'm yeah. glad we're talking about this show. The show's this great, show man. I'm so excited. Uh, who else? Who else we got? Oh, and we already set up. We're already starting to build out the universe of like not main characters, but like recurring characters in the office because we get human resources. The character's name escapes me at the moment. She fucking kills in this episode. She's so. Is she in? Hang on, she's not. Yeah, she's not this, in this episode. Yeah, she's in the first episode. Oh, HR. They're... Sorry, I'm thinking of the community manager. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Also fucking Who's great. Also, every every supporting character they bring into this universe is is so good. It's the best. But They're the so human good. resources thing is so the way it builds, and everyone goes to her <laughs> like she's a fucking therapist, and then she calls a fucking meeting, and everyone like. You're not going to report down. me, are you? If I had to report you, I would have to report you to report me. you to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. God damn. Also, you get the the testers, um, Ashley Birch, yeah. and I uh, don't remember the other actress's name because nope. I'm a jackass. Don't the cutest it. part of the show, easily. They're a little cute. I love it. I love it. I love that in season episode two, they decide to give us a little uh, licensed song by Wolfpack, which is also one of my favorite bands to listen to. Yeah. While they're doing their like late night bug crunching romp. Yeah. Rules. Uh, Imani Hakim is her name. Imani Hakim. Imani Hakim. That's correct. There we yes, go. Yes, yes. Um, yes, and they're they're cute. They have this thing. The first season, especially, I just like. I sometimes forget they're on the show because they are so separate from most of the main action. Um, sure. Which is something they rectify in a in a substantial way in season two, where I think they yes. realize like we need to get them involved in the a plots more. We need to yeah. integrate yeah. these two. People like them a lot, and they rule. We should put them in this. We more. should bring them in because like they're kind of in their own world, and it's that and you know it's very cute, but it's also like how much can we just do this every episode? This just like. Right. Will they, won't they uh, uh, romance between the testers? Um, Jace, Caleb, and I have been talking an awful lot. What are what are your... You are new to this. Tell us. This I is am new first. to this. Entree into Mythic Quest. Did somebody say Entree? I'm hungry. <laughs> entree. No, yes. Andre, uh-huh. like the giant from The Princess Bride. Um, oh. I don't know. I kind, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I definitely am enjoying it. I don't... I, I, I think I need to see more. I'm. It's not really making yeah. me laugh a whole lot. I'm intrigued by it. I think it's a really cool concept for a sh- show. I've never seen anything like it. Um, I think it's really cool. I love Danny Putty, um, so I'm excited to see more of him. Um, and I think uh, episode two, when we started to get into a little bit more of the sapphic region, I was like, fuck yes, here we go. Hello. Yeah. I was like, this is fun. Um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> but we'll see how long it lasts because queer yearning only goes so far in my book. So we'll see. I'm, I'm, ex- I'm excited. I've only seen two episodes... You know, I'm sure y'all have seen it all already, but I'm fresh with this one, like you said. Um, yeah, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I'm hoping it makes me laugh more. I have a feeling that this assistant's going to ramp up even more. Some of it I don't really like, but some of it uh, is really fucking funny. So I, I don't know. We'll see. You don't, you don't like it when she tells the child no. to kill himself? No, I don't like that at all. That was, I hate oh, it. really? That didn't... Funny. Oh, I think it's... I thought That's it was funny. the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. Like, on, like on the one hand, funny. I was like, I understand. I see this sense of humor, and I understand a little bit of this. You know, when she's like, okay, I'm just going to go kill myself. And he's like, don't fucking kill... Don't do that. Um, stop Stop talking about suicide. <laughs> I love that Ian's the one that's he's like, like... I'm going to do what I'm going to do. I love that Ian's the one that's like, fucking chill. And he's the egocentrist right. in the group. 
<laughs> he's like, what the fuck is wrong with And then the other guy's like, no, 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 I think she's an asset. Yeah, no, um... <laughs> no, what is it? Uh, he goes, alright, well, I'm gonna do what I'm gonna do, and he's gonna do what he's gonna do. And he goes, no, you're gonna do what I tell you to do. I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so there's definitely uh, parts about it that like are really good and really funny. I'm just excited to see how it's expanded more. And I'm also finding that I feel like I'd probably find it a little funnier if I had... A little bit of Always Sunny under my belt, just because that context mm-hmm. does a lot. Um, uh, but I'd hope it tone, wouldn't need it. used to but... the harshness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I, um... The most, honestly, the most uh, Almost Sunny moment in these first two episodes is in the second episode. Okay, which part? Which one's the one where Brad leaves? The second, second episode? episode? The second episode, yeah. When they are racing out to Brittlesby's car, uh, him and Poppy, and his car's got a a parking lock on a it. A boot on it, and he starts being he's a sexist like, piece of shit, and he clocks him. He's she like, clocks him so good. Uh, yeah, he's like, where's your car? She's like, I don't have a car. It's like, you know what? You know why you can't get a man? You don't have a car. And she's like, you know who had no problem finding a man? Your ex-wife. And he's like, oh. It's so, she's like, I'm sorry? Yeah. That was too far. Here's the thing, when that happened, I was like, damn, why'd you apologize, babe? You were right. Because he's her boss. Yeah, yeah. Still- <laughs> and she fucking destroyed him. Shit. It was it's great. It's good stuff. It's it's the best. It's the best. And then uh <laughs> she yeah, uh, she can't get she can't log in, right? Because everything's tied to the company card and it's canceled. Yeah, she can't call a lift because the company And then card. he's like, "You dumb dumb girl." And she's like, "I'm a woman." And he's like, "Women have cars." Women. She goes, "Okay, there's a lot of stereotypes happening right now." Oh, that oh, that that exchange to me, um, because, you know, it's been years since watching Community for the first time, but that exchange, to me, was good enough to remind me of the Troy and Jeff football. I see what and... you're saying. If it stacks in a very similar way, where it's like, yeah. we bury this lead at the beginning, and then we build up to the end where the lead comes back. It's very, it's very, yeah, it's it's yeah. circuitous in that same in that same And it's way. rapid, right? It keeps mm-hmm. moving, it doesn't slow down, it's joke, and then joke, and then joke. Yeah. I love it. I went and saw Maria Bamford a couple days ago. Yeah, love, which love her. Fucking ruled. And one of her first jokes was like six sentences with like twelve jokes packed into it. And I just kept laughing harder. And that's not something Maria Bamford generally does. A lot of her jokes are a little more like interspersed Wandry. weird voices and wand. Yeah. So this being like a very scripted, very like I'm gonna run through these, but in her delivery, right? She's which amazing. is really quirky. Oh god, it ruled. She's amazing. So yeah, that like that like fast paced rapid fire we hit you with a bunch of jokes that like you're gonna get that joke as the next one's being delivered. I that fucking rules. It's sorry, I just gushed about like a scene in the second episode. No, that's like, good. Yeah, three that's minutes. good. <laughs> no, that's good. And that's and that's the that's the that's the hot of the of the show. Um and and Mythic Quest, at least to me, is not as like laugh out loud funny as like you know community or even like ted lasso or or sunny it's but it's yeah but it is a very like it's an extremely watchable yeah that's that's very much how i feel about it i was like oh okay it's a comedy i'm not laughing a whole lot but i'm enjoying myself it'll it'll get me like like brad with the wood nympho just like the phrase wood nympho got me like that like there there will be it's you know what it is this reminds me of when i was first asked about (laughs) rick and morty 
when I was watching it. Mm, because when mm-hmm. I first watched season one of Rick and Morty, or, like, the first episode or two, I didn't laugh, like, at all while watching it. And then I was talking mm-hmm. about it later that day, about the scene um, <clears throat> where he's, where he's, he's like, shoot, just, just shoot the Morty. And the guy goes, oh, my leg. He's like, tell my wife and children I love them. He's like, I thought these were robots. What the fuck? Rick, I thought these were robots. He goes, they're bureaucrats, Morty. I don't respect them. And <laughs> I don't have time to get into the fact that I didn't agree with their political leanings. <laughs> right. Whatever. Okay, and like, literally when I first, I was like, what? And I was trying, and I was recalling that later that day. And I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. And it's one of those things where it's yeah. like when you sit on it, it's just a really clever, funny moment that I, it doesn't necessarily make me laugh at the moment. And that's not because it's bad or anything. It's just like that kind of processing of that yeah. material. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I felt the same way about, um, not to not equating the two, but I felt the same way about Blazing Saddles the first time I watched it. Okay. Like, I think, I think because so much of that humor was very specific and very intellectually created. Not again. Not saying Rick and Morty's that intellectual, or this show, um, <laughs> but the fact that I was thinking the whole time about like, what did they mean? When How you're using your delivered? think brain, your mm. laugh brain can't like right. produce and so sounds. like right. <laughs> right. So like, I watched Blazing Saddles the first time um, with a group of people, and they were laughing, and I was just kind of like, "This is all right." That's how and I then I about, um... afterwards started telling people about or talking with them about scenes. And laughing uncontrollably, and I was like, "Oh, this might be one of my favorite comedies now." Yeah. That's because that's exactly my experience. It's fucking with, hilarious, um, but I had to think about Monty it. Python and the Holy Grail. First time I watched it, I went, "What the fuck wow. is this?" <laughs> I don't think this is sure. fun. I think this is so stupid. And right. then, as I got older, and leaned into, you were like, how, "Oh, this is so. This stupid. is like clever, <laughs> stupid, and brilliant, yeah. and so. Re- oh my god, yeah, yeah, crazy, yeah. It's yeah. wild. I love when a piece yeah. does that, though. So I'm y'all are uh, y'all are talking about uh, what I two, five, two of the five funniest movies ever made. You know, like I don't right. know. They yeah. just they they kill me. They they slay me. But I have had for whatever had reason, it took me a second to hit to hit with Blazing Saddles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's not. It, I think know. I haven't seen Blazing Saddles. I can't speak towards that. But oh, oh god, I know, I know, it's I know, so funny. I know. <laughs> it's okay. weird for me it's to fine. say that because like I didn't like it, but it's one of the funniest fucking movies. It, I got it, out of it and I was like, it, I felt the same way I felt about fucking Ghostbusters. I was like, okay, and then I started talking it? about it and was like, oh, <laughs> oh wait, this oh, rules. I get it now. Yeah. Wait, you oh, didn't. You didn't like. Wait, and you didn't like Ghostbusters, correct? Ghostbusters is okay. Yeah. It's fine. It's, it's just fine. fine. It's fine. It's a fucking movie. It's fine. It's I don't so understand funny. why every... we keep like fucking blowing up about it every couple years. It's fine. It's fine. They it's made, okay. Yeah. They, like they... my nerd card is not any more valid that I've seen it. In fact, I I don't think I've gleaned anything more than I had before I watched it. But whatever. It's a silly comedy starring Bill Murray. It's pretty good i need everyone to fucking chill <laughs> just, <laughs> just a fucking Let's little bit a, um, calm breath and climb out of their ass please no. uh speaking of chilling uh season one episode two the casino uh directed by <laughs> todd bierman and david gordon green written by david hornsby uh, in this episode brad wants to erect a casino inside mq 
because of this, everyone rejects about it because it's just like a money sink. It's just the most nakedly <laughs> corporate thing uh, to invade in the video oh. game space. So Brad uh, attempts to prove that everyone needs him by suddenly disappearing and canceling all the financial information. Um, at the same time, uh, uh, <laughs> Ian and CW need to uh, come up, finally come up with uh, an identity for their mystery box character. The, 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 what the masked, masked man. man. He's the just masked called the masked man. man. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, it's very silly. And what they come up with is Star Wars. Uh, it's from the uh, film Star Wars. As far as yeah. um, the endless referencing of Star Wars in comedies go, this one is, is uh, in the middle. They don't do it too much, so I think it's fine. Um, It's it's uh, pretty good, but this is this goes along with the pilot, like feeling like any other episode. I'm like, this is such an early moment to squander time. Lean into the Brad character, so like as if I am fully aware of Brad's whole deal. Do you know what I mean? Like it, we we are pulling out like of course everyone knows this is what Brad does and I'm like I guess we know that this is what Brad right. does I guess um, and it's well you to, see it in the in the first episode a little bit right a little you get the, bit the Poppy being three steps ahead and he's like oh yeah let's go and then she completely fucks up and he's like I thought you were three steps ahead and then she says something else and he's like you're just not realizing this and then she's like oh she you're an else. asshole and she's like you're an asshole he was like now you've caught up now you caught up <laughs> like brad's a piece of shit uh which is cool i love it but yeah you're right they are like how big a piece of shit and they answer that right away <laughs> right away yeah. Um, yeah. he's a very, he's a very, very big, uh, piece of shit. And they will, they will go on to use this character, I think, in some, some interesting ways in, in the coming episodes. Yeah, it's Brad. just, it's, it's just very, it's just very early, in, in my opinion, to pull the, like, oh, of course we all know Brad. And I'm like, I, I, I suppose we do. Um, it, it is what it is. It's not, it's not a, it's not a big issue. Um, yeah. Pootie Shoe, lot... back again. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Please, <laughs> go on. Uh, he feels a lot like Abed to me. But like dark timeline Abed, evil. But Abed. if dark timeline Abed and regular Abed were mi- no, you know what it is? It's dark timeline Abed and Jeff Winger mixed. Sure. Oh wow! Like when she's like, "We don't fucking need you," and he's like, "Okay, <laughs> just fucking leave." <laughs> oh, it's the fucking best. Uh, it's so Jeff Winger, but he's yeah. so fucking smart. Turns into uh, the chicken fingers episode, right? Where like everyone right. ends up going back and, and and begging to to Jeff. Precisely. We oh shit, we were wrong. Sorry, we did need you. Uh, yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> he tells the dev team to fuck out, to fuck off. Like they won't be able to pay for you if they don't make the money that my systems make. So she, Poppy goes down and they're all fucking gone. And it's oh, just it's just fucking Aparna Nancharla. <laughs> like it's just, it's just one. Fucking person uh, oh, who hates Poppy. This I can't remember that character's name, but she is uh, will continue to recur and continue to just be uh, very funny because Which she is one played hates by Poppy? the the one programmer who's left. Um, oh played yes, by okay. She's a part very of briefly in only episode two so far. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, the, okay, okay. The, the, this is the steady way that like the the universe of Mythic Quest grows, right? And we're um, there's another like there's two people I can think of off the top of my head that it's like, well, we're still missing these like key characters okay, um, yeah. who who are very much supporting, but like fill out the the universe in in fascinating and interesting ways. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this episode, you know, it's fine. 
Um, it's it's uh, it's a it's a second episode of the show, and we get a lot of we get to change up the dynamics a little bit. So it's like we're pairing up different characters. Now we're pairing up Ian and CW, pairing up uh, Poppy and David. Uh, you know, we're we're getting to see the the machinations change. We get another cute uh, little romp with the testers as they like stay late to to um, eat ice cream and check for bugs in the casino. It's it's a it's a cute. It's a nice advancement. Of what we've been yeah. working on so far. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I have a particularly. I guess y'all would probably be able to guess this. I have a particularly fond, uh, spot for this show in my heart because like, there's not many shows about video games. No, um, that's true. Even fewer shows about video games being made. Right. Like this isn't, a show that's like taking place in a game or whatever. Like, there's just, it doesn't exist that often. And so when I found out that, like, fucking Megan Gaines and the Always Sunny people were making a show about video games, I was like, I'm going to watch the shit out of this. Didn't have a reason to get Apple TV until now. Um, (laughs) The number of things that make me laugh in this show, I would imagine, are very different than for y'all. Because, Jace, you were mentioning, like, you weren't just laughing much while watching Mm -hmm. it. And I get it. You haven't like watched it already. And I have, um, but there are lines that like, just because I (laughs) had written about games for a decade, I like in the beginning, in the first episode, there's a moment where CW is talking about, Oh, it might be the second episode. Actually. Uh, he starts to talk about the story about something and I, and there's someone's like, just get past that and talk about, nobody cares about the story. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's like, story's the most important part. That's fucking hilarious to me. Because, like, in my experience, no one fucking cares about the story. So a writer being like, it's the most important part. It's like, no, it's not, dude. Everyone reads all the lore information in, in oh, Skyrim when you pick up a deck, right? I Everyone reads yeah. every book in Skyrim, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? Or when they're debating the story of the masked man. And they're like, it's just Star Wars. I was like, you know how many games just do that shit? Just go, oh, it's the, it was your dad. And you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, they just they say, uh, oh, it's a, it's a uh, what is it? Um, it's a monomyth. Mon- monomyth, like yeah, which is true, but it's also like, yeah, yeah. you're being fucking lazy. It's also like fucking, uh, also, and this isn't really addressed by the show, but it is the cognitive dissonance of... A show like this existing and who's who's funding it? Mm-hmm. Like this show is really adamant to point out, like maniacal, egotistical, uh, game creators. Ga- creative directors, mm-hmm. and like effect like completely ineffective HR departments. Yeah, and, and it's the being maniacal made game... by Ubisoft, right. a company that we found out in 2020 was marred and absolutely rotted to the core with egotistical game directors and non-effective fucking HR departments. So right. every time I see this show make a joke about that or that ends up pointing a sh- shining a light on that, because mm-hmm. I know who created it, I have I feel like I'm able to be like they did that on purpose. Right. For sure. They're like For they're sure. like look at this dumb shit. <laughs> Because right. they know that Eve Guillemot, the CEO of fucking Ubisoft, is watching this 
and probably laughing so that nobody knows that he's panicking on the inside. Uh, <laughs> it rules. It rule, yeah. I love it so much. No, that's that's all. Yeah, exactly. And hey, everyone out there, remember, human resources uh, works for your boss. They don't work for you. Um, <laughs> just human resources there to protect the company. They're there to there make to sure you're not you. thinking too hard about unionizing. E- yes, exactly. Uh, so everyone just remember that uh, with your uh, local human resources professional. Um, but uh, yeah, all that feels intense. I, you know, there's that. Uh, I appreciate that their portrayal of Ian, you know, the completely egotistical um, uh, uh, game designer. He can't code you know what i mean like he is the, Dude, yeah. he has all the ideas in the world but like he cannot execute them um and and he can say that it bothers him or or whatever but he's also not like willing to put in the effort to <laughs> to to learn how to code uh you know he's he's not putting in that in that time and i think that is a key component of not only this character but like a lot of the real people this character resembles right yeah um, 100%. The, the person who um will bark all the orders has all these ideas and it's up to everyone else to somehow make them make any sense and it's up to yeah. everyone else to actually execute them the guy who says things like i don't understand why you can't just get it right who doesn't know how to get it right themselves right. <laughs> exactly um yeah. And, you know, say what you will about uh, fucking, uh, I uh, know film better than video games, but, like, say what you will about fucking James Cameron or Jackie Chan, but, like, they know how to operate the camera. <laughs> they, they can do all the stuff they're asking you to yeah, do, right? right. Yeah. Um, and they can be stern taskmasters, but that's because it's like, well, okay, fine, I know how to do this. Um, I'll, I'll do it myself. And, and imagine um, the, the environment that you create, right, when, like, when you're not able to get something across or when it's not able to be understood by somebody right and you watch your boss sit down and do it themselves. You're like, well, shit. Like, oh, shit. And, like, in movies, when that shit happens, when they're like, that shot doesn't look right, hang on, let me grab the camera. And you're like, oh, damn. Oh, like, there's shit. a different motivating factor to, like, want to get it right, right? And wanna, it, also, like, it also feels more, like, communal. And, and collaborative. Yeah. And it also, like... When you are a game designer, but you don't know how to code, or if you are, you know, a quote-unquote director, but you don't know any of the techniques of filming, you are often asking for things and you do not realize how impossible they are to mm-hmm. actually do. Right. You don't have the point of view. That's why every film director should take an acting class. It's, one of, my favorite, fucking... it's one of my favorite things about... It reminds me of, like, this, uh, this music thing where you can have someone who's like, I just... They, they love music and they've written music and they're like, this is really great. I wrote this thing, you know, and it's it's for, it's for and this is the bass part or something or this is the part for this instrument and they'll write you a part that goes up to notes that aren't on that instrument. Like that instrument can't hit that note, you know what I mean? And it's like, you wouldn't know that you can't ask for that unless you had some sort of technical prowess within that field itself. And that's not to say that you can't actually do that you know with music writing but that's a pretty explicit example of what i'm familiar with in that context right and there what you can i would find give... it in every field right you can find yeah, it in right. every creative medium uh i guess maybe not like books um as much well, people do <laughs> say write about what you know but but that's still to a certain different. degree but it's still like the process of putting words onto paper is pretty much uniformly the same um yeah. but but in the same way like i don't know if you're asking for like fancy 
uh, like gold page line, you know, on whatever. Like maybe yeah. that is something. Anyway, sorry. Uh, what Kevin, I what were, I wouldn't give to be able to. Yeah, you're fine. I was just gonna say something real short and and quippy. What I wouldn't give to be able to teach ninety percent of people pushing blockchain and NFTs into video games one class about coding a fucking video game. Yep. Like. Uh, they're like, what if you could have a skin in Fortnite and then put it onto your character in Call of Duty? And it's like, say you don't know how games work without saying you don't know how games work. Precisely. Because that's just not going to, that's impossible. And you, <laughs> and I am, I am not here to like throw, you know, people with big ideas under any sort of bus. But we, Daddy Host, you've probably even seen this more often than I have. How many times are there like, kickstarters for games or big corporate games that are talking about redefining what a video game is and and they're like we're gonna have the most interactive world you can change everything you can do anything and then the game comes out you can't fucking do any of that because that was never possible (laughs) you could you could never do it but they didn't fucking they either didn't know or they didn't care and they sold you a faulty bill of goods you know like they the number of times i've started a the number of times i've been asked to like be a part of a thing or consult on a project when someone's like i want to make something that would kill world of work world of warcraft and i'm like that not is not happen. where you start impossible <laughs> that is not where you start that's not I'm gonna an kill, idea <laughs> i'm gonna kill magic the gathering no you're not <laughs> game's that's... 40 years old you're you're just not you're um, just you're just not mm. going to fucking be able to do that and also that is not a concept Right, that is no, not, and it's, what it's, is your big hook that like will kill World of Warcraft, will kill yeah, um, what have right. you? Because you Give don't me actually have first. an idea. Um, right. it, it's, I would just it, like the record to show that I fucking hate NFTs. I know we've moved past sure. this, but that's no, the only thing that's... going through my head right now. I was like, God, I fucking hate yeah. NFTs. NFT, you know what it stands for, right? Not right. fucking true. No fucking thanks, but uh, close. Yeah, no fucking yeah. thanks. No, it's all. It's all bullshit. No, fuck get rich quick scheme um, based on nothing. It's it's like yo, this internet. It's like a, a free space where people don't have to worry about being able to exist. What if we commoditized it and made it? Hear me out. Hear me out. What if we manufactured scarcity? Like, literally, you no. Understand literally, that manufactured when a scarcity. company, you understand that when a company that you know creates and offers and ships a good or a product. When they manufacture scarcity, you fucking hate it. Why is this your pitch? Why is <laughs> like, that the goal? Why is why this, is what this we are the starting to do? point? Because when Nintendo's like amiibos, when Nintendo's like amiibos, and also we're only gonna make enough that like they're always out, and people were like, "This fucking sucks." Nintendo was like, "You're right, sorry." They're just here. There's a ton, and everyone was like, "Thanks." Now we can have them and like talk about them and have collections. Uh, Thanks. Now I have amiibo, and it yeah, yeah it's it, like <laughs> I don't know who am I gonna trust. It's when just it comes it's to like NFTs? the it's it's it am feels I... like the big thing like the idea of owning an idea is so crazy, right? And with patent laws, and then that gets into the music <laughs> legal rights with like there's the idea of the song, and then there's the actual song, and then there's the recording of the song, and they all mean I different things and all this shit have... to go in and be like, hey, here's this picture that I can just like copy paste, right? But this one person owns it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's I can still take stupid. that image and put it on shit. But like, what? And you start seeing people try to like uh, copyright 
people's voices or like again the music and oh, there were people that That's... were going through spotify to try and find excuse me going through spotify to try and find small indie artists and then they would go to their band camp and then they would fucking turn other people's music into nfts oh yeah and, and you're seeing totally it with like them. art you know like uh mike mignolia the the guy who draws hellboy, hellboy you know yeah. uh he was like hey you're seeing uh, hellboy nfts with my art i didn't uh make those i didn't approve those but they are being stolen um and it's like well god who am i gonna trust when it comes to nfts one of the greatest comic no. artists of all time or jordan belfort the wolf of wall street who's telling <laughs> me to get into nfts and when, right. when has he ever scammed anyone before this guy's smart he knows what he's talking about you just you can see it on its face it's looking at you like i'm smiling with big teeth and on each tooth are certain letters that spell out pyramid scheme but don't pay attention to that and just it, pay attention to how excited i am bullshit. and all these fucking celebrities who are like now hawking nfts that's because the nft company paid them they paid yeah. them to yeah. yeah they're getting paid this. to do this this no. is it's, what was the one? Uh, Paris Hilton went on uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon. Fallon, and they both had their matching. And also, both of those people are represented by CAA, the same management company. And also, they want you to buy in so the value goes up so they can sell and move on. I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. There's a, there's a moment. It's one of my favorite scenes of anything ever. There's a moment of The Office <laughs> where uh, Ryan, the intern, has convinced Michael to buy into his thing. Uh-huh. And they're like, it's a pyramid scheme. And Michael's like, no, it's not. I trust him. He would tell me if it was. And they're like, and, and Jim's like, all right, then draw it out. And so he's like, Ryan's right. here. And then I'm here. And some, yeah. and then draws and he goes a, up and- a, a tree. And then Jim walks up and draws a triangle around it. And Michael goes, son of a bitch, and charges out of the room. Mm -hmm. And I I just, I feel like doing that every day that I have to have a conversation about. Yeah. And when you're like, oh, it's just just crowdfunding then. If it's not a pyramid scheme, then it's crowdfunding. We have that. And they're like, no, but it's it's different. And I'm like, how? (laughs) They're like, you own it. And I was like, have you ever backed a Kickstarter? Mm Mm-hmm. Because you do, in fact, end up owning something. Yeah. Um, it's uh, uh. it's also, I, I mean, and then uh, to tie in the it. aspects of blockchain, like d- d- mining for like this stuff is such an insane energy suck. It's so deeply bad in a time where our our consciousness of the of the planet is like something that we need to be paying even more attention to, and you know. Um, just and I mean, there are applications, sure, that aren't. I'm not saying blockchain does not have its uses. It as very bad. clearly does. Have no, its I uses. mean like there are there are mining methods that aren't as environmentally taxing. But like, yeah, but I just I don't care. The 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 the, <laughs> the whole care. idea of like people being like, let me build a fucking mining kit or whatever. I don't even. It's just it's it's so icky in so many ways. I don't like it. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I don't want to talk about. This I don't anymore. like it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. But back to fucking Mythic yeah, Quest. Like yes. One of the number one reasons that people are upset with any game ever uh-huh. is mm-hmm. microtransactions. Yes. And like, back to why I hate Brad and why you're supposed to hate Brad. They tell you in the first season like he's in charge of that, and like, 
for me, that's all the backstory I need to know. Fuck this guy. <laughs> He's the reason sure. I, everyone has beef. Furthermore, Ubisoft did some fucking dumb shit this year trying to do NFTs. And then they're like marketing lead, who is just Brad Bakshi in real <laughs> life, was like, our fans just didn't get it. Basically being like, it's not stupid, you're stupid. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, hmm. okay. Am That's I out of genius. touch? No, it it's the children who are wrong. Last time you <laughs> failed and you yelled at the people that you failed, it worked out so great. I say do it again. I love oh, that the God. NFT attitude is the same attitude. I'm sorry, maybe we'll get back to Mythic Quest. Is the same attitude that has been adopted by, like, stand-up comics who, like... <laughs> the audiences don't laugh at their jokes anymore, and obviously and like, it's, it's your the fault. audience's fault. It's right. not your oh fault. Where did this this brain poisoned idea that stand up comics are truth tellers nope. are like the the ultimate like speaking truth to power? No, nope. you funny. Go up there and make funny. Do a fart. Make it funny. I <laughs> have you seen? I dare you do a fart. Have you? Have you seen Cat Williams talking about Dave Chappelle? No, I have not. So, like, Cat Williams, the dude from the, the Friday franchise of movies. Many, uh, uh, that one episode of comedian. Atlanta. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Funny <laughs> motherfucker. Uh, he's been yeah. doing stand-up for years. Funny he's guy. on a podcast or something talking about Chappelle's last stand-up, which somehow was more offensive than the one previous. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, um, amazing. Which is, like, incredible. Which is, like, dog. <laughs> what? Um, and he's like, I can't, I'm not going to be able to articulate the point with any accuracy to like what his actual words were, but he's essentially saying like that shit isn't funny. And if you use that, you're not funny. And I would argue you haven't been funny for fucking years. And it's like, yeah. And Cat Williams is like, you can be funny without fucking hurting people. And if you can't, then you're not a funny person. You know who's fucking funny? You know Cat what? Williams. I'm going to be honest with you. If you yeah. had told me that a take from Cat Williams was going to be like my resounding takeaway from tonight, I would have no, been like, you're crazy. Cat Williams is the shit. That's Cat wild. Is a, I mean, it's, it's never been like, I've never had any dude. like disrespect for Cat Williams, but I've never really paid a lot of attention to him. Yeah, no, I totally hear the, like, I did not expect that like from him. For me, but that's an awesome take. That's, like, a great take. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it rules. It rules. <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah, right. That's right. This guy's funny. Yeah, <laughs> or, like, not to fucking open up a fucking mountain of worms, but, like, everyone was freaking out about Joe Rogan for, like, the entire weekend. And, like... Yeah. Was he supposed to be a comedian this whole time? When was he a comedian? No, Joe when he did always sucked. When he did three hours of podcast without a single joke? Like, when was he supposed to be a comedian? No, no, no. Uh, no. Fuck Joe Rogan. No, obviously People like, But he's a funny man, and the funny man is not the responsible for the words that they say. But that's like, the thing. Joe. If you're not funny man, you tell the truth, you're still funny man. Because funny men tell truth. Thank you. Good night. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's frustrating and hilarious at the comedy same time. Comedy comes from truth, but not everything that is truth is comedy. But a lot of things that are funny, definitely not true. <laughs> this is also true. This is also true. Uh, someone Myth- played a clip from like March of 2020 <gasps> of Joe Rogan being like, vaccines are amazing. <laughs> Yeah. The fucking the cognitive dissonance is just like, oh no. Uh, what happened? 
Oh, it's so funny. Yeah. I can't. It's, it's like, oh, this guy made... Spotify was like, here's millions of dollars. And he was like, cool, I'm just going to shit my brain. How's that work? <laughs> I hate him. My uh, Cool. I, I'm going to record uh, four hours of podcast every day, and uh, my brain is going to leak out the side of my ears. Is that cool? Is that cool with everyone? Yeah, that, if I just we... never stop listening to people, will that mean that you still pay me? Are we chill, actually? If we, uh... <laughs> uh There's a horror story somewhere in there of a guy who has a podcast that's pretty good, and then, like, someone offers him a ton of money, and he's like, of course. And with that ton of money comes, like, a producer that forces a bunch of people that he doesn't agree with to talk to him for hours upon hours upon hours a week, and he slowly loses his mind and becomes the people he hates. That's maybe not Joe Rogan, but like, no, I mean, it, it, that's kind it, of it is. could be. I There's mean, a good story in there, uh, Kevin. You're gonna need to cut that out, and uh, Caleb, you're gonna need to copyright that real quick. Caleb, that's you're gonna good... need to fucking uh, slap some <laughs> words really down on the page. Tm 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 tm. Eventually, if you say something enough, you start to believe it, and that is right. And like, is there a moment in like the next year or two where Joe Rogan looks himself in the mirror and goes? What the fuck? And then no. just never shows people, up again. Because, because these people never do that. That no. ne- that moment of self-reflection never happens. It becomes the fucking Simpsons joke where, like, Principal Skinner is like, hmm, am I out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. You know, it, it, <laughs> right. that is what happened every a hundred times out of a hundred. That is what happens. They yeah. never take that self-reflexive moment because you simply cannot say... I was wrong. I made a mistake. The The number of times where I was wrong, I made a mistake has happened. I can think of like two from that sphere of people. I can think of two instances in recorded human history where <laughs> um, someone who started up some like manosphere night right wing nonsense later went, you know what? That was wrong. Oops. I fucked up. <laughs> two instances. Sure. It's not. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't make you money, to be like, "Oops!" It makes you money to double down on that. Well, shit. ain't that the truth? And then again, if you start saying certain things because they make you money, eventually you begin to believe them, uh, whether you or not you the Joker. did originally, <laughs> yeah. right? Um, are they actually making the... a Joker sequel? Yeah, I hope not. They really. I are. mean, they said they wanted to. Which Scorsese movies are they going to rip off this time? I'm hoping for After Hours. Maybe maybe I, Alice doesn't just... live here anymore. I just want them to rip off Face Off, and I want that would be fun. to also play a person acting like the Joker. That'd be fun. Because Willem Dafoe suggested that. He was like, how cool would it be to have two Jokers, but one's acting like What if I was the Joker? <laughs> Norman's on sabbatical. <laughs> yeah. Wow, one, of the best, one of the best villains. I'm sorry. No, don't. Dafoe are you kidding? Are you Joaquin Joker? kidding me? Uh, no, no, no. Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe is the Green Goblin. Yeah, He's no, the number one. We no one without has come Willem. Da- here's my take. Without Willem Dafoe, we don't have Endgame. Thank you. Good night. A hundred percent. There's a <laughs> the yeah, the was... Willem Dafoe Green Goblin to uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe pipeline is a straight line. A straight line like, it's, yeah. It's, You'd think it's a Venn diagram, but in fact, it is just a circle. <laughs> Those scenes where he's fucking, like, talking into the mirror and shit, or it talking was, to the goddamn, uh, like, mask on the chair? It was a Venn diagram, but then they did, um, then once... It's a cycle. Well, now it's a cycle, especially after they did the No Way Home thing. 
Yeah, the Spider, the Spiderman. Mm. The Spiderman. He's so good. He's so good in No Way Home. He is quite good ah, in No Way Home. Also, I walked out of he's that Willem theater Dafoe. and they were like, I walked out of that theater and they were like, man, Alfred Molina looked old, but Willem Dafoe didn't look like he aged a bit. He looked fucking I wanted great. to just turn around and scream into their face. They used de-aging technology on both of them. That's true. That's <laughs> 100% like, true. I just let them live in their fantastical world that Willem Dafoe Never Since aged. 1999 right. hasn't aged. Well, I think <laughs> I like, he he all right, Doug. He looked. He's always looked interesting. Do you know? He's what I also mean? always looked the age he currently. He's always looks. looked that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Also, he's like Michael Caine. Like, there's video of Michael Caine when he was younger, nah, but nah, it, nah, I don't believe it. Nah, That's nah, all nah, deep fake. Nah, he's always been old. <laughs> deep fake. Get Get yeah. Carter Italian job. I've never heard of it. What are you talking about? He appeared no, in Batman Begins. Him. That was his first role. Um, yeah, Master absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's fucking, uh, it's fucking incredible. Also, underrated uh, Willem Dafoe, Nightmare Alley, uh, currently streaming on Hulu and HBO Max, folks. Nightmare Alley, Wait, the Guillermo Check del Toro film, it's streaming. Yeah, already? yeah, on oh, yeah, because Disney it. fucking dumped it off a cliff. Um, Is it good? So, you like it? Oh, it's good. Oh, I'm excited. Oh, it's good. Uh, also, you will... Del Toro has a Pinocchio coming out. I yes, saw a, a stop very motion excited. Pinocchio. God, it'll be great. Yeah, that man's right. brain, so weird, what and a, I love what it. What an interesting guy. What an interesting man. I just want to. I just want to. I want to Professor Chang him and take a bite out of his cabeza and just. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch more of this show. More me the quest. Um, yeah. yeah, I think it only really gets better. Um, gotcha. There are certain specific episodes I'm very excited for uh, us and you, Jace, to, to get to. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, there's a I trans first, person. I first watched there. this show in... Uh, no. Um, right. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so I'm just going to burst that bubble. Don't don't be waiting what? for that. What um, was the... What, what did, the, he, what did, uh, what did person. you say no to? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Not, sorry, not to my recollection. Um, but there's... Good episodes outside of that. Uh, uh, perhaps one day. You never know. Um, I watched this show last summer, I think. I watched it in... Basically, I watched the entire thing in October when I moved into my new place, like, alone. Like, out of a four-year relationship, you know? Like, yeah. moving, moving into mm-hmm. a new spot with strangers. And this show... Uh, was a big comfort to me in the first few weeks. Oh uh, yeah, of that. for sure. It was, it was just a, a warm bowl of jelly. <laughs> what? Like my stomach. The uh, a warm bowl of jelly. Warm Thanks. bowl of jelly. I'm I'm upset. That that hurts Santa me. Claus. Okay. Yeah, it's uh. There's a there's a couple episodes at the end of this first season that just yeah punched me in the fucking throat. I love it. I think I know what you are referring to. Um, <laughs> but there's also a throat punch coming up in just a couple weeks. So we're all very excited for that throat punch. Um, I hope everyone, we will be covering that throat. We will be covering each throat punch individually, I think. Um, the throat punches deserve their own uh, podcast. Um, but uh, but yeah, next week we'll be covering episodes three and four. We're going to keep the two at a time running. Um, great. Uh, I don't think we're, we're not doing any ranks for this one. Um, nah. Nah. No, I don't think we should. <laughs> there, there are other shows and things we could do. Like, if we ever did Crazy Ass Girlfriend, I'm like, we should rank the musical numbers. You know what I mean? Like, that makes sense. Yeah, but, sure. like, whatever. Mythic Quest, I don't know. Every episode is a B plus. Congratulations. Good show. Um, <laughs> yeah, you did it. Yeah, good job. It, you made a good television show. I like uh, watching it. Uh, perfect. Any plugs 
from the from the peanut gallery this week. I actually have uh, the episodes of my grandmother and more and me playing games oh, going up. Wow, that sounds fun. Uh, so me two grandma. of those, me grandma, two of those went up this week, and then two more uh, coming up. Sorry, two went up last week. Two more coming up this week. So tomorrow is the eighth, and then Friday will be the episodes eleven and twelve, I think, of our second season, which will essentially wrap it up until we do a Halo Infinite. Um, Sure. Episode to fully put the wrapper on the Bungie Halo season. Um, these last four episodes are about Destiny. Hmm. Um, and then... Uh, uh, and that the, is uh, the podcast Procedural Generations. That is Procedural that is correct. Generations. That is you, correct. Uh, left that part out. I'm sorry. Yes. That's okay. Um, and then um, I'm doing an interview with uh, uh, a man named Fauzi Mesmer on... Thursday morning. He's the vice president of editorial at Ubisoft. Damn. Uh, so that'll be fucking cool. Um, he's the third member of the Habibis podcast, which is Rami Ismail um, and Osama Dorius and Fauzi Mesmer. I've had the other two on. So now I've got my own, if you play them back to back to back, my own Habibis podcast. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Now I just have to get all three of them in one place. And that'll be probably coming out Friday. Uh, kind of depends. And yeah, that's kind of it. I'm doing a bunch of podcasts and I'm getting back into streaming. I streamed on Friday and had a lot of fun. I'm going to try and stream on Wednesday. Uh, and then Friday again, because those are the days I don't teach. Uh, but yeah, that's me. That's my life. Nerdybits.com. Uh, nerdy underscore bits on Twitter. Or at me at lovewub, L-U-B-W-B on Twitter. And for some, if for some reason you want to pay me money, go to patreon.com slash nerdybits. But don't do that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Way to sell. <laughs> yeah, good <laughs> job. What an ad. Just trying to help people out. <laughs> Don't. I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Got nothing. You got nothing. Got nothing. Um, I guess. I guess. Uh, watch. I recently watched a movie called One Cut of the Dead, and I really liked it. And I think everybody in the world should watch it. Everyone in no. the world. No, it's a love letter to horror movies, definitely. But it's not scary at all. Okay. Maybe a little suspenseful. It's zombies. It's about okay. Oh, I fuck with zombies. That's okay, fine. yeah, you're good. You'll love it. It's wild. You, you, Caleb, you're gonna love this movie. You're gonna love this movie. Where does where, where does one watch? It's it? on Shutter. I can give you my login. Shutter. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one cut of the dead. Great fucking film. Go see it. Good foot. Right, then. That's me. All right then. Perfect. Um, so yeah, I already recommended uh, Nightmare Alley, an underappreciated gem uh, from last year, and I will also I'll toss onto that uh, pyre. Uh, the Last Duel is uh, also streaming on HBO Max. Uh, one of my very favorite films from last year. I thought it was just fantastic. Um, and it was kind of overlooked because of haircuts and Ridley Scott being an old man making silly quotes. Being a, a douche. Yeah. Being a... Whatever, he's 84. You know, like, I don't know. Old man yells at Cloud. I don't know what to tell everyone. <laughs> <laughs> old man yells at Cloud. Old man yells at Cloud. It's literally it. Um, anyway, uh, toss that out. Great fucking flick. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll love it. Maybe look up, uh, the, the trigger warnings beforehand. Definitely um, do that. One is, uh, <laughs> definitely do that. About, uh, things like that. Cause this movie could activate some of them. Um, but great film. If you are, uh, can, can, can work around that. No, no shame. Obviously if you, if you cannot, uh, yeah. TV's Kevin Lanigan. Keep voting in media madness at Greendale three. Uh, going uh, strong until the very tippy top of March, and we're just gonna keep on 
uh, chug-a-lugging along, and patreon.com slash Kevin if you like all the work uh, that we are doing over here, all the editing things that I do when I make those special graphics for the Media Madness. Do you like that? Maybe slip me a little buckaroo. Right. Um, that's <laughs> totally, totally fine. And the Twin Peaks podcast will start up there uh, very, very soon, and, uh, and you'll like it. That'll be great. Um, so we'll be back next week with the next two epies of Mythic Quest. Uh, but until then... Papa. Go uh listen to Wolfpack. What'd you say? Go listen to Wolfpack. That's very true. Uh, that's our new (laughs) sign-off. Go listen to Wolfpack. Wait, is that from something, Caleb, or... What? Go listen to no, Wolfpack. Just, you just feel felt like life. no. The song that plays when the two testers. I was so excited to hear a Wolfpack song in that. I was like, of course, Apple TV. When you... That song rules. Yeah, back pocket. Rules. One of their first breakouts. Put it in my pocket. Put it in my pocket. Yeah, so good. So Put it in my pocket. In my pocket. In my back pocket. Song rules. It's your sign off. I saw them at Madison Square Garden. It was fucking killer. Whoa! Oh, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! Uh-huh. Oh, I'm listening to Wolfbeck over here. This has been a Talk Back Podcast. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. Boopy doopy doop boop sex. Larry, I'm on DuckTales.